17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. Ravens lose 24-17, which officially ends their season. So now we are in off-season mode. And I told Cordell that I think that we should start this podcast off on a good note um because you know we got it's a lot of bad here but mm-hmm. there was also a lot of good that i think should be acknowledged and i would like to do that first um because i think that that's fair to do and there's a this defense is what really um is the bright spot of what this game looked like yesterday um you had 13 points was off of turnovers, but only um, six of those were the defense gave up. We know that the other seven came from the fumble uh, from the offense, but ultimately, um, Cordell, this defense played extremely well. When you look at the statistics that happened with this defense uh, last night, uh, on Sunday night, I, I apologize, it is really telling about what it is that they did 234 total yards didn't even give give up 300 yards of offense against this Bengals offense 50 uh only 51 yards of rushing yards um you know they did really well in this game and you know I, I can't say enough I felt strongly about giving Mike McDonald a chance to kind of just get let this this defense go as it may. Sometimes things don't work right away. And we talked about that early in the season. Now, obviously, Roquan Smith came in a trade, and it changed a whole lot of things. But I, I really feel like, in addition to them adding Roquan, this defense had a lot of good pieces in it. And you start to see guys contributing that we talked about early on in the season. Kyle Hamilton. A guy that we was were like, well, what's going on with him? Is he even going to hit? Has now become this guy that that hits dudes, makes and creates turnovers. Away showed up uh, in the playoff game finally, um, and so this was one of to me the best overall defense performances that we saw from this team all season long, despite what the score tells you. And I say that because of the guys that they were playing against. You got a Bengals team that has essentially two number one wide receivers, a really good running back, a great number three with uh, Boyd and, you know, uh, uh, Hurst as their tight end. So, look, the defense, you could say, okay, Marcus Peterson had the best day. And guess what? It doesn't even matter to me because overall they played so well that the little bit of weaknesses that they might have shown completely was overshadowed by how well they played. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things to unpack, but yeah, to start, <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I am glad that we're starting on a positive note. The defense is the positive thing. And even yes. if you're talking about going forward and looking ahead, um, the defense is what gives you optimism. They've got a lot of their key players locked up for the next couple of years contractually. They've got some young talent that we got to get a look at this year and rookie Kyle Hamilton, who we saw get better as the year went on. And they've also got some other young talent that's kind of intriguing guys like uh, David Ajabo, who we really didn't get to see a lot of this year, but 
you you wonder if you know he's going to be a guy that can make plays for this defense going forward and they're going to need him to because we don't know the the future of Justin Houston we don't know if he'll be retiring or anything like that Calais Campbell as well so there will be openings for guys along that front and David Ajabo being a year removed from you know his his injury that kept him out majority of the of the year um I think we will be closer to getting the real David Ajabo next year, yeah. even Adafi away. And we talked to, we've talked about Adafi away a lot this year and um, not in a good way, by the way, not in a good way, not at all. Uh, I'm probably one of the main people um, that's just leading the pack, to be honest with you on, on Adafi away. But at the same time, this is a guy that, and even we talked to him uh, on Monday as the players were clearing out their lockers and he was asked if he felt like his shoulder surgery his shoulder that he had surgery on over the offseason had an impact on this year and he acknowledged that he, he thought it did that he didn't have an offseason this past year that he just went straight into the season right into shoulder surgery right into rehab and if you remember he was out there at minicamp I mean he he didn't miss any organized event that the Ravens had this year so you know he he did acknowledge that he he dealt with that throughout the year, but he, he liked the way that he finished the year and he wants to build on that. And, you know, you watched the game Sunday night. I'm going to say it again. I think I've said it a lot of times down the stretch of the season, this defense played well enough to win. And yep. a lot of the games that the Ravens have lost this year, the defense has done more than enough to get a victory. I will go as far as to say, I think that this is a that this was a championship level defense. I think that you could win a Super Bowl with the defense that the Ravens have. That being said, you got to get more in, in this day and age. You got to get more. This is why I kind of laughed a little bit when people bring up um, the uh, uh, Trent Dilfer Super Bowl situation because, granted, this defense ain't as good as the 2000 Ravens defense. By no means am I saying that, but I just. I just feel like this day and age in the NFL, defense alone isn't going to cut it. You, Correct. You, you could have the best defense in the league, and you're not, you know, that doesn't guarantee you anything. The San Francisco 49ers have the best defense in the league right now statistically, but had their offense not been as explosive as it is, we wouldn't be looking at the, the Niners the way that we do. So yep. you just you have to be able to do something on the other side of the ball. And we'll get to them later. But I thought defensively they took the game to the Bengals. I thought that they were the more physical team. I thought to, to a degree, I thought that the Ravens had taken all the momentum going into the halftime, even to start the second half. They got the long drive going. And, you know, we know what happened on the uh, the uh, the fumble late in the game. But overall, up until that fumble, I genuinely thought the Ravens were about to win the game. Yeah. I didn't think that to start the game. To start the game, it looked a little weird. You know, they fall behind nine to nothing, but they come back. They score two touchdowns in a game for the first time since Thanksgiving. I mean, <laughs> you, you, the defense had done everything right. They were yeah. the more physical ones. They're not giving up the big plays. The one thing that was bothering me was that they weren't getting off the field on third downs. Yes. Um, but overall, I don't think that anybody can can really complain about the way that this defense played Sunday night or this season as a whole. They started off very slow, no yeah. doubt. Roquan Smith joining this defense gave them the spark that they it, it put them over the edge. You know, it, it it catapulted them into being one of the best defensive units in in the league. So, um, 
it's it's not the way you want to go out and just talking to guys like Calais Campbell in the locker room. And, you know, he Calais is still, I think, in, in a little bit of shock. Uh, you know, he, he, spoke, he spoke to the media and him, guys like him and Chuck Clark, I think was eating them up is the fact that they played good enough to win the game. Yeah. You know, you, you, you hear these guys talking and they, they almost feel like Cincinnati may have gotten away with one. Um, they, they may, they may have stole stolen one. And you, you know, you got to wonder what the future holds uh, for Calais Campbell. Um, but I, I think that the future is bright for this defense. It just sucks that so many times down the stretch of the season this year, they played well enough to win yet. They, weren't able to come out with a victory. Yeah, and, and this is why you have to play the game, right? You know, we've seen, you know, Miami go toe-to-toe with the Bills with a number three quarterback. We've seen, you know, certain things play along this season. And so from a roster perspective, if someone looked at both rosters, you would say that the Bengals is the better roster, understandably, right? Because offensively they have so many weapons. But ultimately, I think that the defense of the Ravens has enough weapons to neutralize them a bit. And Roquan Smith said it, you know, look, he didn't feel like the best team won. He felt like that they were the best team last night. And maybe he was right. The problem, though, you know, obviously is once again turnovers. And look, the defense didn't get any. Uh, I mean, well, they did. I'm sorry. I apologize because I don't want to disrespect you, Kyle Hamilton. You yeah. definitely got one and you got it on Hayden Hurst and then they did score. But the but prior to that, they had struggled to get turnovers the last few weeks. And so, you know, two turnovers over one, um, which is what happened, is it's it's probably going to put you in some type of trouble. That being said, you know, once again, they went into the second half and really didn't allow the Bengals to do much of anything. Similar to last week, you know, they, they made some adjustments. They found some ways to, to neutralize some guys. And ultimately, the Bengals really weren't in a position to, to, you know, strike the way that they probably would have liked, which is why it's hilarious, Cordell, because all week long I kept hearing how, you know, um, they, you know, the Bengals was playing this vanilla offense. And while I don't think that they, you know, pulled all out of pulled all of their, you know, surprises out in week 18 by any means this offense has never been one that that caused that has trickery or one that has all these elaborate designs they are very basic to begin with because their skill players are so good they don't need to do no extra stuff to move yeah. the ball and so what happened the same thing that happened in the week 18 game is the same thing that happened in the playoff game. You were, you were, look, they made some moves, like you said, on third down. They weren't great. They were seven for 13 in conversions on third down, the Bengals. Um, but that's overall. I had to look, I would have to look at what they were in the second half, which I promise you it wasn't that great. So, nah, yeah, I mean, at one point they, they were seven for nine on uh, third downs and they finished the game seven for 13. They well, were two for go. six. They were okay. two for six in the second half on third down. So, yeah, it, it definitely calmed down you know, on the back end of the game. I think the Bengals, because at one point the Ravens were seven, the, the Bengals were seven for 10 on third down. So they, they didn't convert on their, on their last three. Right. So, so saying that tells you how much that they tightened up defensively as that game went on, similar to last week. And again, the Bengals didn't do anything spectacular. It's not, they're not a spectacular offense in terms of scheme. They're spectacular in terms of personnel. That's what makes them really good. And so you had a third offensive lineman go out. You know, they think, look, they 
barely got out of there scratching and clawing because they were struggling with having to deal with their offensive line. And then uh, uh, the Ravens finally finding a way to make sure that they weren't converting. And so I'm just trying to understand, you know, I, I, I completely understand why this defense feels the way that they do today. You know, I'm trying to understand why people think that this Bengals offense is 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 just so dominant when the Ravens have shown you that they can be neutralized. They can. They literally did not get 300 yards overall in the game, in the wild card game. So, you know, it, it sucks because they did everything that they could. They literally did everything that they could. Need a turnover? Get one. You know what I'm saying? Stop them on third down late in the game? Do that. They did all of these things, and yet somehow it just wasn't enough to win. But, I mean, if, you, if you're if you the, the defense for the Ravens, how proud are you, in spite of everything, in spite of everything, how proud of you do you feel that you gave your team an opportunity to come out with a win that nobody pretty much saw coming though? Yeah, I, I think that they're definitely a proud group. I think, you know, just talking to a lot of them in the locker room, I think that they're all proud in their effort that they gave. They all thought that they played well enough to win. And um, they, they out, they out bullied those dudes, you know, yeah. get to the middle of the game, middle of the third quarter. I, like I said, really up until that fumble, it, you you felt like it was a game that the Ravens were dictating. You know they they imposed their will on Cincinnati. Since and and you're right, the Bengals weren't doing anything necessarily spectacular. Um, they were just living off of a lot of just hitch routes and yep. and short and intermediate routes and yep. trying to make a guy miss in the open field. I was kind of surprised to see the Ravens continue to give as much cushion as they were giving them, considering they weren't really doing anything down the field, but I understand you have to respect the speed of Jamar Chase and those guys. So I, I totally get it, but I, I would have liked to see them try to tighten up a little bit, a, a couple of those times to cut off some of those short routes, um, especially considering the pass rush was actually pretty decent. I thought yeah. in that game, I mean, Adafi Owe manages to get two sacks in the game. Um, a couple of other guys pitched in Justin Houston gets, gets himself a sack. So I thought that, you know, they did everything that you could that you could almost ask for. And it just still simply wasn't enough. Um, but I, I've said this on other podcasts, uh, on other episodes, Rita, like we could talk until we're blue in the face about the defense and what they didn't do. It, 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 you know, this is an offensive league. It, it, it really is. The defense can only do but so much. The defense's job in this day and age of football is really just to keep your team in the game. It's not to win you the game. Defenses don't win championships anymore. I, I don't I don't buy that slogan anymore. They they really don't. I, I think you it's a total. It takes a really a total team effort, and that doesn't even mean uh, that both sides of the ball have to be great. Like you look at a team like Kansas city, their defense isn't great, but their defense just does enough to, uh, to, uh, to accommodate the offense. They, they, they do enough just to, to pick up the slack, just to hold you to that 24 points because they know their offense can get 30. Like yeah. 
That's, you, you just need some, uh, the other side of the ball to complement you well enough. And down the stretch, this offense did not complement this defense good enough. I mean, this defense is holding people to, tw- you know, to, to the low 20s. That's, that's all you can really ask for. The days of holding teams to 13 and 17 every week, it's over. It's too easy yeah. to score in this league. It's too easy to move the football. It's I mean, unless you're unless you're the Ravens offense uh, on the back end of the year. But, you know, it, it, you, you have to do something uh, because your defense is only as good as, as your offense allows them to be. They yep. could be the best defensive unit in the league. But if the offense is going to go out there and score three points every week, they're going to lose or, or create turnovers and put them in unfortunate uh, yeah. field positions. Exactly. And, and you're, you're, you can't. You, you can't have a situation, and I don't want to talk too much about the offense until we get into that segment, but it just doesn't do the defense any favors when you're giving up points when they're not even on the field. I mean, that's the ultimate smack in the face right there. I completely agree.